for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Liv. How's it going today, Liv? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually still trying to get used to this new space of mine. I'm not in my normal place because I live in Texas, and so um, right now I'm down in Florida helping my family out with some, some family needs, so... I'm still trying to get used to my new surroundings. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know, it's it's a little uncomfortable doing these podcasts right now because I'm like hunched in a little chair on a dresser and it's just like... Yeah, that's how I feel when I go back home to my parents' house because I have to like set everything up and yeah. it's just uncomfortable and inconvenient. Yeah, but you know, it, it's one of those things where... I needed to get out here to help my family with a few things. So I'm all for mm-hmm. it right now. So, yeah. Um, some, but first off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit. Thank you. I know you. You're kind of in the middle of a move yourself right now. So that that's yeah. gotta be a little interesting and stressful at the same time. Yeah. It's always stressful moving houses, but I'm trying to do it ahead of time. So at least you're not like me and trying to pack the same day you're moving out. I, for some <laughs> reason, that always seems to be my go-to move. Yeah, I usually do that. But this time I was just like, I think it's because my roommates moved out before yeah. me. So I felt urged to pack up my stuff as well. Gotcha. <laughs> it's been worth it. Completely understood. Completely understood. Um, So before we kind of jump into the new single you release and uh, all your fun new music. Uh, what's kind of your background in music? What got you started? What's kind of your origin story? So I was born in Arizona and we have like old photos of me. I've been singing my whole life. And when I turned to my parents got me a karaoke machine. Cause I was like unusually obsessed with singing and just music I memorized the whole Mamma Mia CD and I loved like Avril Lavigne back when she was super big and I just kind of had a fascination with singing and when we moved to Virginia my parents immersed me in music and tried to get me to learn as many instruments as I possibly could so around in fourth grade we were able to pick a strings instrument in elementary school. And that's kind of when I started learning instruments. So I picked the viola. And within a year after that, I was playing the piano, guitar, and ukulele. So I completely fell in love with it. And um, yeah, I started writing songs. I was always writing songs since I was like around seven years old. But I didn't ever have like a background track to it. So when I learned these instruments, I kind of, it was really great for me because I could actually create these 
like actual tangible music, if that makes sense. And yeah. yeah, And after that, I just started going to open mics all the time. And I kind of always knew I was going to be a singer. Like I always wanted to go to music school. I always wanted to pursue it. So it was all kind of natural for me. Nice. I'm actually kind of jealous of your fourth grade because when I tried to join the fourth grade band, you could either pick a wind instrument or percussion, and that was pretty much all you had. Oh, no. I remember in fifth grade, we were finally allowed to join band, so all my friends dropped out of orchestra to join band, and I remember begging my parents because I wanted to play the clarinet with my friends, and (laughs) they were like, no, you're never quitting the viola and now I'm still playing it in Beaumont's orchestra so I'm I'm pretty glad they made me keep playing the viola but yeah I remember at the time I was so upset over that That's, I, you know I'd imagine what was it about the viola that was kind of drew you to that specific instrument it's actually kind of funny. So my sister was five years older than me and I always was copying my older sibling and she was in orchestra and she played viola. And if there's any orchestra people out there, everyone knows that the viola is kind of like the redhead in the room. Like no one plays viola um, during this whole pandemic. Everyone kind of dropped out of my section last semester I was the only viola playing mm-hmm. but anyways it's that we always get picked on but yeah I chose it because my sister played it and I wanted to be better than her <laughs> and I ended up sticking with it because my parents were they realized I had a talent with music so they kept pushing me to play it and I just once I once I got good I never really had an urge to stop anymore Hey, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, like once you you kind of get used to an instrument and you're like making headway with it, you know? Yeah, definitely. When you're first learning an instrument, I think it can be frustrating (laughs) learning. It's like a lot of information at once, especially if it's your first instrument you've ever learned. But yeah, once you get used to it, you kind of just fall in love with the music that you're playing absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. and so the viola was your first instrument and then you'd also mentioned you started learning how to play the ukulele and one other instrument what was the other instrument? yeah i played the piano guitar and ukulele after that okay yeah Uh, i was trying to learn more instruments i could write music to if that makes sense because i knew i wanted to be a singer uh, have you since since you learned those original four instruments have you learned any other instruments or is there are those your primary four uh I wish uh, no those are my primary four I mean I know a little bit of violin and cello but um I wouldn't call them one of my primary instruments I think I just know them because I've learned the viola but mm-hmm. yeah after that my parents were like no more lessons we cannot afford <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Very fair. Very, very fair. So as far as like when you were going through the process of like when you, I guess when you decided that you wanted to become a singer songwriter and uh, wanted to start taking it uh, professionally, 
who are some of your inspirations musically? Who are you listening to? Who are you drawing inspirations from? Well, I loved Ariana Grande and I learned about Victoria Monet who writes with her and I love Victoria Monet, but I would say my earliest inspirations would probably be Amy Winehouse. I used to constantly, oh, sorry about that. That's all good. Um, I would constantly listen to Amy Winehouse and try to copy her voice, like how unique it sounded. And Whitney Houston was huge. Everyone wants to sing like Whitney Houston, yeah. you know? And India Ari, she's kind of on the down low. I loved Imogen Heap. Her writing is absolutely insane. I think that now what I'm trying to focus on is listening to those more authentic writers mm -hmm. so that I can draw inspiration from that. Because I know definitely vocally I've gotten inspiration from singers. Now I'm trying to like switch it up and try to get inspiration from songwriters because that's really what makes the song special is the lyrics and I love when a like you connect with a song and it's so authentic and um, that's the thing I'm working on right now awesome awesome well as for our speaking of stuff that you're working on right now you just released a new single uh, my way what's kind of the uh, story behind that so I wrote my way about a year ago um, it's been in a, in a long time making um, but I wrote that song about kind of wanting your way in the relationship and you're kind of in this fling kind of in a limbo with someone and it's not really going the way you want it to go like they mm -hmm. kind of just don't want to commit to you and you're stuck in that situation and in the chorus you're kind of just like almost begging for them mm -hmm. and like wishing that you know they can say that you can have it your way you know yeah. and I I think that it's kind of a point in my artist career where I'm like finding my sound if that makes sense so mm -hmm. absolutely it's definitely more r&b and very much like ariana but especially with the new music i've been writing after this single it's like definitely has marked a change so i'm really proud of this one yeah yeah it's it was really that was the one thing i picked up on i could definitely hear the like ariana um influence i guess I, yeah. that's that's the word i was looking for was influence she is just like my ultimate idol she always has been i've been obsessed with her since i was little yeah understood um uh, and so you said you've been you wrote my way about a year ago yeah a, a year ago and um it's been in a long like i've had the vocals i re-recorded them it's just kind of um been a while since i like initially worked on it which is fine i'm just like wow it's been a whole year since quarantine it's crazy yeah. but yeah during quarantine i would just i didn't have anything really to do i feel like none of us did but that's when i like wrote so many of my songs um that i'm releasing soon so 
Yeah. Awesome. And so with with it pretty much being a pandemic project, I get is a term that I've coined recently. <laughs> um wh- how what is this like when you originally wanted to release it or was did the pandemic kind of force you to wait until 2021? Um I feel like it was a little bit delayed because mm-hmm. um I couldn't come down to Nashville for mm-hmm. a while until, you know, Belmont announced they would have class and I could move down here mm-hmm. and also wait until my producer felt comfortable enough, you know, to be in person because making music remotely is is very hard. I know a lot of songwriters that don't even do Zoom rights. They... Yep it's just super hard but luckily I know my producer pretty well so um I went over there I recorded it so yeah I would say it's it was kind of delayed and the process is definitely slower but as vaccines are being rolled out I feel like that it's it's kind of getting back to normal now yeah absolutely you're definitely seeing uh, the music industry start get starting to get back into a swing, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a bunch of artists are releasing their tour dates, which is amazing because yeah. that's the main source of income in the music industry, especially on the independent level. Because yeah, the, the like shows are where you really get out to promote yourself. It's where you have the best opportunity to make an income because if they don't see you if they don't hear you or if they don't see you they don't know you if they don't know you they don't support you you know so yeah exactly and merch sales and everything yep so it's been a big hit on the music industry and I know a lot of venues in Nashville that won't be opening back up it's it's very sad but hopefully within this next year we make a comeback with all of that yeah absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. So with my way, um, what's kind of the plan moving forward? Are you just going to kind of stay releasing singles? Are you going to work on another EP or an LP? Like what's kind of the plan moving forward? So I think the plan moving forward is to release singles. Um, I don't have an artist project really in my mind right now mm-hmm. i i love releasing singles and you know the whole branding behind it creating a theme and everything it's it's great and starting like trying out new things and i feel like in a project um it's important to stay consistent and um make sure the songs kind of go together and tell a story which is what i did with my ep and I loved my EP so much, but I feel like singles is like the most exciting for, thing for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a lot of songs under my belt right now. It's just, you know, all that's that I'm waiting for is the right time really to release them and um, the whole branding behind of it, behind it. And yeah, my way has definitely been a big step for me I haven't released music in a year so I think it's definitely given me more motivation to um, push out more music yeah absolutely absolutely so 
you did release an EP last year, correct? That's what Mood yes, was? Yes, I did. Um, oh. It's called Mood, yeah. So um, it consisted of an intro, which was uh, basically no lyrics, but it included snippets from Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's very dreamy. Um, I think it does a really good well way of putting you in the mindset to listen to the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the first song that was the title track, Mood, and it's basically when you're super in love with someone and just wait is when you are kind of in and out of the relationship. It's like you want this person, you don't want this person. To Ashes is kind of when you're over everything and you don't want to be with them anymore. Love Me More is more about... Um, wanting to love yourself first and deciding that and that song is cool because at the end it includes a snippet from sex in the city and then the last track is jj's lullaby which i would say is one of my favorites because it's about that sadness behind all of it is when you don't feel good for someone and i feel like a lot of people can relate to that song yeah absolutely absolutely um or when last year did you release the mood the ep i released it in may of last year so it's been um, for about a year yeah like exactly a year now um i released it during the pandemic there was a moment where i was gonna wait Mm -hmm. until after the pandemic but honestly i feel like it was a good time for independent artists to release music because no major artists were releasing at all yeah absolutely well that's kind of always the interesting question that we've had a million times on this podcast especially during the pandemic is what's the best release strategy during the pandemic like yeah it's like do you stay singles do you just keep releasing albums like what's the best way and it's like it just kind of depends on the following and the artist to be honest with you like if you're still growing and up and coming maybe you want to try and stretch your recordings out a little bit but if you've got a dedicated fan base yeah for sure I mean it, it definitely depends on the artist and what their vision is and um definitely singles generate more um followers and listeners if you're mm smaller artists so for me I feel like that's the best option Um, and a lot of people aren't you know we're living in a very fast-paced society like everyone has a very short attention spans so listening to albums you know it's not becoming a thing anymore it's very sad but only like the super big artists like that you're super curious about their lives will someone take the time to listen to those albums which you know has been a change in the past few years but yeah you just got to keep adapting yep yep absolutely oh so kind of circling back to my way uh have you is there any thought about possibly doing a music video for it or is there a music video for it Yeah, so um, I did a music video for Mood. I didn't end up releasing it just because um, I was about to release my way. So I wanted to keep the focus on that. Um, I actually 
was thinking about this summer mm-hmm. um, recording one just because making a music video is like the most fun thing ever. It's so fun. And um, yeah, I was definitely thinking of that this summer. I'm probably going to, but no promises. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Music videos are just one of those things where you get to be creative and like take what you wrote down on paper and put on, put into the music and just put a visual concept behind it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so cool. And I feel like um, for me, I'm not a, a very big visual person. When I first started um, making my EP last year um, and I recorded my first single, it was like my first time ever thinking about cover art and like the branding part it's like opening a whole nother world inside your brain and it's funny because my grandma's an artist my grandpa was an artist like a painter and my sister is an amazing artist and I just I could never like paint you something draw something anything so it's definitely been a new world for me using Mm. like my visual like just creating that part into a physical form you know but it is so fun like once you get into it and um pinterest is super handy Mm. and getting a theme so yeah it's so fun yeah absolutely absolutely because right i mean you brought it up earlier like especially when you're doing singles you get to re you get to like visual you almost have to as you're working on the single you have to be thinking of a visual concept for it because it's got to be able to live on its own with the cover art with the promotion with if you do a music video and it's all just got to be very very cohesive which isn't easy like I work in the marketing business I know what that all takes and it's not yeah it's not easy I mean for some people it comes naturally for others it doesn't um props to the people that got it naturally I do not but um yeah it's definitely very fun though it adds such a creative side to music so Yeah. yeah it's been fun learning about it and getting better at it but yeah, work in progress for sure. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so now that my way's out and you got more music coming on the way, have you um picked uh, started picking dates for any of the future releases or is that all to be determined yet? Um, I don't have any definite dates, mm. but um, I definitely know which order I'm about to release them in. Um, I'm releasing a song with my best friend, Nicole Canone, mm-hmm. probably in the next two months, which is, okay. I- I'm beyond excited for this song, like probably more excited I've ever been for any other singles. So that's amazing. And I'm planning on after that, releasing a single every single month. So it's going to be a very busy, but very exciting time. Oh yeah, Absolutely. That, you know, it's always fun when musicians challenge themselves to do something like that, where it, whether it's a single every four or every month, every six weeks, every other month, it's always fun to watch them challenge themselves. Yeah. The one thing that I keep or keep hearing from people that have done it, that like have done it prior 
it's preparation. Just make sure you're re- you're at least three months ready ahead of time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just keep working and making more and more music is so important. Having almost a portfolio of songs yep. just for yourself, just in case, like you want to release music or, or if you just want to, you know, show someone it, it's almost like your resume, you know, always be building mm-hmm. that up. And it's important to be writing two to three songs a week and immersing yourself in music as much as you can. It's the most important thing if you want to pursue it and keep your creativity flowing. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it better myself. Um, So this summer you're moving back home. Do you have any plans of picking up shows or do you have any shows on the calendar? What's kind of your show schedule like? Um, right now, I do not because I'm from Northern Virginia. Um, there's only so many venues. Okay. Um, they have open mics and everything. Um, we shall see about that. I haven't been home since I was like 18. So and now I'm 21. So I'm not updated. But um, yeah, I was during Nashville's been kind of closed down. I was going to do a Court Taps tour. But then I had finals and I got strep. It was this whole thing, which was sad. But I'm going to be in LA in the fall, which is super exciting for me. Because if anyone else is a pop R&B writer in Nashville, you will feel my pain of being the odd one out, not singing country Mm -hmm. at writer's rounds. Um, And LA is more of that pop rb scene which is what i'm super excited for so i'm definitely going to be playing shows there nice and the good thing it you said you were 21 and i know la is very strict about a lot a lot of their venues won't let you even perform if unless you're 21 yeah thank god (laughs) yeah yeah i had some some musicians that uh we've been working with for a while uh, when we first met them, they were, I think, 15 or 16, and they were trying to get out to L.A. to work. Oh, wow. And they went out there for, like, a weekend. They are like, yeah, we can't go until we're 21. I'm like. Yeah, I remember visiting Nashville when I was about 12. Mm-hmm. And it was very much, you know, you can't even go into the bars to see anyone perform in general. So yeah. it's like being under 18 in general in the music industry is very hard because you kind of have to with performing it's kind of there's a fine line of whether they feel comfortable or not letting you perform but yeah so now that i'm 21 hopefully i'll be able to play a lot more shows in la than i would have last year when i was supposed to go because i'm going with belmont west but obviously got canceled for from the pandemic yep but um yeah so i'm so excited guys have you have you been to la before or yeah so the last time i was in la was for a berkeley songwriting camp Hmm, in 2016 so it's been a long time and my family lives in san diego san diego so i've been there quite a amount 
a yeah. number amount of times to California. But yeah, it's been a long time. So I'm definitely excited to be living there. That would be a different experience than just visiting for a week. But I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd imagine. Um, one of the things that we like to do on Live and Amplified is we like to pass on knowledge to younger musicians. So I want to ask you, from your perspective, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? I think I wish I definitely like knew how the music industry worked. Mm. Um, if you are under 18, you know, you're not in college and you're just in a normal high school. Um, definitely read as much as you can on it because the music industry changes every, you know, two to three years. Yep. So being prepared for that when you go out into the real world is very important. Um, read about music publishing and record labels, understand contracts. And other than that, be writing as much as you can every single week. Um, I was definitely doing this when I was in high school I felt like I was doing it more as a therapeutic thing, but definitely challenge yourself in your writing. Don't write to write. I mean, yeah. you should always write authentically to yourself, but always strive to get better. Immerse yourself in music. Listen to artists that you want to become more like and cur curate your music as if, you know, you are, you have that talent as they have, like believe in yourself that you can do exactly what they can do. I feel like that's the best thing you can do before, you know, you turn 18 and you go off into the real world and you kind of don't have your parents there. Um, just like have a good understanding of how, how everything works. I think I was a little shocked when I came to Belmont and I, I realized you know, I didn't know as much as I thought I did about the music industry. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to learn about it now, but I think I, it would have benefited me to know before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What, and that's kind of why I always like to ask that question, because, you know, you just never know who's listening. There could be uh, that 16-year-old little girl that wants to start playing the guitar professionally or start singing professionally mm -hmm. and that any little bit of information could definitely help somebody so that's yeah, why exactly. i always ask the question yeah i think that's super important because i feel like most of the time people just say you know keep going <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like i feel like that's the advice i got like keep singing and yeah. it's like yeah do that but also learn Yep. And always strive to learn more. Never think you're the best of the best. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So outside of music, what, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do to kind of escape from the music business? That's like, I, I don't know. It's super funny now because I literally don't really have a life outside of music anymore. Like my schedule is always packed with rights, which I'm, thankful for and like I mean I set myself up for that but yeah 
Um, I definitely spend a lot of time with my friends, my best friends, Jaren, Nicole, um, Paula, like here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I'm like constantly practicing and doing homework and like doing research. Like, I feel like now that I'm like actually listening to myself say this, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've, I definitely like, watch tv sometimes mm -hmm. you know what, what's the what's been something that you've watched recently that you really enjoyed oh my gosh i feel like all i really watch anymore is the real housewives of beverly hills and i don't know why but i had covid back in september Mm -hmm. And all that I like, I just, just started watching this show and my mom always used to watch the show when I was little and I'd be like, I hate the show. Yeah. And I just started watching it and I like just got sucked in and I've been watching it like in my free time ever since it's like the craziest like show ever. Cause they just fight over anything. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. nice. I used to watch uh, real husbands of Hollywood. Which oh my like, gosh what is that is it on hulu or anything uh i'm not sure it was a comedy central thing basically it was a spoof oh. it was like the guy's perspective of like real housewives of atlanta yeah. and all that stuff it was uh with kevin hart and i think like nick cannon and a bunch of them guys and so it was just like a very comedic thing yeah that's so funny i remember like everyone making fun of it back in the day because it, it's not as popular anymore, I don't think. But it's not uh, as popular anymore. But they have eight hundred spinoffs to the original. Yeah, concept. exactly. I mean, the reason why it's so entertaining is because it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. half the time you're just like, like, why? Like, just apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's the most annoying yet entertaining show ever. It's so oh, yeah. funny. I know. It's, you know, it's some of the stuff that I find enjoyment on TV anymore is just kind of like 10 years ago, I would not be caught dead watching this stuff. I know. It's so funny. I've been watching The Walking Dead too mm. with my roommate and that that show has been giving me nightmares. That's so scary. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I've been contemplating going back to watch it. Like I watched it for a little bit when I was in college. And then I just kind of stopped because it got too ridiculous for me. Oh, wow. I've, I've only, I mean, I've haven't been downstairs at, for every single episode they've watched, yeah. but I think we're on season two okay. and it's, yeah, I would say it's a little bit ridiculous, but it is so scary. Like to think that that would happen and mm -hmm. like the scenarios, like, it's like how they made how many seasons like it's insane how many stories they can uh, like what, what are they on now i think they're because i think they're on like season 12 or something like how many stories can you make up out of a zombie apocalypse it's hilarious oh you, you if you keep watching it wait till you get to like season six and seven it gets <laughs> it gets crazy so yeah i might keep watching it I, it kind of scares me a little bit i'm not big on the, tv in general so yeah. yeah i got you completely understood so 
But um, I don't want to keep you too much longer because uh, I know you're like in the middle of a move and what have you. But if people want to check out uh, everything that you got going on, want to check out your new music, want to check out um, what you got going on social media, and once you eventually get some shows on the books, where's the best place for them to do that? So I have an Instagram at L-I-V-V-Y-W-E-B-B. Um, my Spotify is just live and same for Apple Music and all streaming platforms. Um, my YouTube is um, Olivia Marie or Olivia Webb Music. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is at Live Marie Music. And my TikTok is Limery Official. Um, it's so unfortunate when you can't even get the same handle for everything because you build. I know, one. isn't that insane? It's just so annoying. Yeah. I wish I could just have my name. But, anyways, I feel like Liv is just like too, like definitely taken yeah. by everyone. Whoever mm-hmm. got that before me, you're so lucky. But yeah, and my website is um, livymweb.wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash website. So yeah, you can just check it that out there. Awesome, awesome. It, I, I do have one question. It is kind of interesting that you don't have a Facebook or do you, you just don't promote it that much? Um, I did have one. I'm like terrible at Facebook. So I know like everyone was big on Facebook in like 2013, but when I was like under 18, my parents were serious about me not getting one. So I made one in like 2015. Um, it's just like my regular um, Olivia Webb yeah. Facebook. Like anyone yeah, like your check personal, out like stuff. something for you and your friends. Yeah, but I never post on there. And it's uh. like, I think I did have a live Facebook, but it became a thing I wasn't posting on it. And mm-hmm. I just felt like it wasn't as active as like, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Um, TikTok is huge right now. So, yep. yeah. Yep. I'm trying to figure out how I can post more on TikTok. Just, you know, short of taking like little clips from this interview and posting it on TikTok. Like I want to try and figure out how to put more authentic content on there and not just recycling yeah, stuff it, it's it's hard it's definitely a formula for it um i just started watching this guy on tiktok and his advice was that um tiktok actually measures your watch time so mm-hmm. the shorter the video around 15 seconds people will probably watch 100 percent of that video so they'll push it out more and more and he also said, like Addison Ray, you know, Brando, like one of the bigger <laughs> TikTok people, spends a whole day making TikToks. And she she um, pushes out those videos later in the week. And, you know, she's making millions. So mm-hmm. it's really just taking one day and ma- making as many videos as you can he recommended 21 and then he posts three a day for a week and he said like really it takes one video you know to go viral i have 
so many friends at Belmont that's gone viral and it's it's really like it's harder than it seems like Mm -hmm. it's it really has to do with their um whole algorithm so it depends but you got to keep making content as much as you can yeah and i think that's a thing where that i fall flat on is i don't make it consistently yeah uh, i mean me too it's it's hard like I feel like the app could do better with the whole editing mm-hmm. aspect of it. It's very frustrating, especially when you're doing it on your little phone. Yep. So um, yeah, it's definitely hard to get consistent content out there when you're just like, it's a lot of work. It's harder than like, yep. you know, making a whole video like that. It's just like hard. Yep, absolutely. I 100% agree. Have you been on Clubhouse at all? Oh, yeah, I've been on Clubhouse. Um, I actually, like, recently heard of it. My other producer friend, P.O., told me about it and invited me on there. Um, yeah, but I he told me, like, the app is, it was meant to be exclusive. Yeah. So, and it, it's gotten a lot of um, people signing up now, so it's not as good. Yeah. But... Yeah. I yeah, mean, I was on there for a second. I was a little confused by it, though, to be honest. Yeah, I gotcha. You know, it was one of those things where they tried to make it exclusive and you had to know somebody that was already on there. So they had to, like, invite you. Yeah, but yeah. Then there, then there's people that was just letting anybody in and it was like, okay. Yeah, and- it kind of ruined the point. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I heard Tommy Brown like goes on Clubhouse all the time and yep. he's he's just like incredible. So that would have been I wish I got on the app sooner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I could have caught one of his I'm not sure if he's gone on it and since it was like you know on the rise, I feel like it was probably like 4 months ago now. I don't oh, know. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know. That would have been cool to see what he has to say, you know, and the big producers go on there, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of big names that are on that will appear periodically depending on what you're talking about. So. Yeah. Which is really cool. Which is why I like it just because you never know who's going to show up in your room. Yeah, for sure. I, I didn't get back on that app. I actually deleted it recently when I had no storage, mm-hmm. like the apps you don't really use as much, but yeah. I need to. I battle that on a daily, on the daily. So I know. Exactly the worst, especially when you're like, I have so many voice recordings from like song ideas and like cr- in the middle of creating a song. So my phone is just dying at like yeah. asking me to free up my storage every day. Yep, yep. I a hundred percent get it. So but yeah, so frustrating. Yep. But once again, I want to thank you so much for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Um, did you want to hit them one more time with the uh socials? Yeah, so it's L I B B Y W E B B for my Instagram. Um, my Wix site is Livy M Webb dot wixsite.com slash website 
My Twitter is at Livemarie Music. My TikTok is live at Livemarie Official. Um, I think that's it. I don't know how many other social medias. Gotcha. There is, but yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Thank you awesome. so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later. Okay. Bye. Oh, let me stop the stream. There.